Hello, and welcome to Boris and Big Joe's Lofty Ideas. And we are back in the loft, Luke. Back in the loft. Back in the loft. Yeah, that kid's not keeping us out of that loft anymore. <laughs> Whose kid was that? Some guy. Just Some homeless no, guy. It was my kid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was my kid, yeah. But we got rid of We didn't get rid of him. <laughs> it's not, we're not permanently got rid of him. This is going to be played it's, in court. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not going to go down well. No, no. Um, he's just gone out with his mum. For a coffee. He's not going to have a coffee. No, he's about, no, how old is he? One and a half, two, two and a half, three. How old is he? <laughs> Do you, have, uh, you have just met this child. We're talking about a seven-month-old child. How old is he? Three? <laughs> he's seven months old. <laughs> Are you talking about the other one? The other one, yeah. The other one's two and a bit, yeah. See, so I hate him, uh, almost. I Did didn't you say him. I hate him? <laughs> no, no. I you said, hate my child? No, I said I hit him, but I didn't mean hit him. I mean, oh, my I word. hit the age. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, yeah. Like, as in sort of bingo. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, yeah. But you didn't actually hit my kid. No. Otherwise, end, end of Boris and Big Jaw, end of friendship, see you later. Boris you, and Broken Jaw. Boris and Broken Jaw, down the loft. Yeah, I could keep broadcasting, but like this, hello Luke, you <laughs> broke my jaw again. It would be, be an unpleasant podcast. Thankfully, you just meant I, I accurately guessed his age. Yeah. So the, the friendship po- continues, as does the podcast. That's right, yeah. How's your week been? Uh, well, it's been alright. Um, what's been happening? Not a lot, really. Is that because you're uh, underemployed? I'm, I'm underemployed, I'm unemployed, I'm unemployable. Oh, that's a bit sad. Mm. What about Asda? Uh, yeah, Asda could employ you. In, in, in Wales, by the way, I've noticed, Asda gets pluralised. Sainsbury's gets pluralised here, Tesco's, but just, I'm going to Asda. But in, in Wales, no. I'm going to Asda's. Asda's, yeah. Asda's. Just popping down to Asda's now. Because we like to think of everything as a person. Okay. So everyone has an identity. So we go, as there's a person, he probably lives down in Brynavrid Street. Yeah, he does, yeah. And, uh, you in know, Bridge End. In Bridge End, yeah. And <laughs> that's a depressing name for a town, isn't it? This is where the bridge ends. Yeah, it's not where life starts. It's not where <laughs> the land begins. It's where the bridge ends. Yeah, bridge end. Is oh, there a bridge? Most probably. There must be one. There, there's a place in East Lancashire called Rossendale. Sounds beautiful. Oh, yeah. That um, it's got a town. That's where uh, Rob Ainsworth's from. That's right, Rob, and his brother Mark. Well, <laughs> yeah, twin, well, the twin brother. So the oddest they grew up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if the egg split and one of them landed in <laughs> Barnsley. Um, yeah, so it's it's a lovely place. I was a reporter there, and there's one place in Rossendale called Rams Bottom. Oh yeah, it's a nice place. Um, it's much nicer than the town sounds. Uh, Opposite from Rossendale. No, yeah, yeah, but it's in Rossendale. Okay, but it's a lot nicer than the sound of a bottom of a ram you know it's mm. much better yeah. but there's an interesting place and I think this is fascinating called Waterfoot right that's the name of the of the town Waterfoot and about 100 imagine meters... if your foot was made of water that'd be awesome wouldn't it yeah it wouldn't just contained in a glass oh yeah yeah glass foot yeah Yeah. but there's a little village this, which, which was the starting point for Waterfoot simply called Water <laughs> I wanted to be there when they named that town alright mate yeah not too bad yeah. how's it going alright we need to name this place we'll live it in so we yeah we do yeah yeah we do yeah, yeah. otherwise no one will know where we are No. so we'll, we'll call it what should we call it well what do you like I like water what about you I like water we'll just call it water then <laughs> what about that place down the road well it's just at the bottom, bottom of where we live I'll just call it Waterfoot yeah and that's what happened is that how is that accurate that's documentary it's, historically that is actually how the name came about that's on the doomsday books is it mm. <laughs> When did they write the Doomsday Books, Al? It was the well, they wrote the first one. The Doom, yeah. everyone's here. The Doomsday Books. Because you said the Doomsday Books, yeah, as opposed to the Doomsday Books. So I was thinking, is it like a trilogy? Yeah, it is. Like, you, <laughs> like seller. Yeah, it's like um, it's like my trilogy, a fantasy trilogy. The second book is a lot better than the first. Okay, 
So don't bother buying the first. Is that what you're saying to people? No, the Doomsday Book's important. The first one. Always buy the first one because you're never going to know where you stand in the second one. Okay. So the Doomsday Book didn't actually doom everybody. No. On that day. It didn't. So they, so they had to write a sequel. Yeah. So they could doom everyone else. Well, more people were brought in. It's like Lost. Oh, yeah, I see, yeah. Do you know what um, my cousin Brendan, he noticed about Lost? He's Irish. My, he's my, my cousin Brendan. Yeah. And he'd never have guessed, would he? And no. he said... Uh, the thing about Lost, though, Luke, Luke, listen to me. The thing about Lost, I like it. But have you noticed? They always make the fat pie run. <laughs> Remember that guy, Hurley? Yeah. They always make him run. Everyone else walks. But they always make the fat pie run. <laughs> and I think that's uh, an accurate observation. I agree. I, I, know, I don't It's know not a terrible impression either. No, it's very good. I don't know if any of you listeners have, um, have seen uh, uh, the series of Lost, but uh, in the end, the fat one eats them all. <laughs> That's how it ends. Yeah, the fat, the fat pie, <laughs> eats them all and runs off. Yeah, into the sea, like a manatee, like a leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes a sea creature. Go back to the waves from whence you came, <laughs> you fat pie. Yeah. Swim away, manatee man. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. And then he started a magazine called Manatee Fear. Oh, that's a that's a terrible joke, but I did like it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Manatee Fair. Mm. You could publish that, couldn't you? Well, I need a job, so I could, yeah. How about that manatee thing? <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Anyway, while I've had a strange week in that, you know, it's two weeks on, so I'm on this chemo thing, aren't I? Oh, yeah. So I've got, I've got a little health update for you. Please. Um, what I've noticed is I'm doing okay on this Hickman line thing, as we said before. I'm doing all right. Better than I was on the pills, right? So physically, I, I, I'm, I'm looking all right yeah, when I'm yeah. walking around and stuff. Genuinely though, people seem a bit disappointed. <laughs> they seem they seem a little bit sad that I'm looking all right. Yeah. And um, a few people have said, "Oh well, you're looking quite well, aren't you?" Oh, well, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Do you want me to put a little bit of white paste on my face and uh, sort of make myself look a bit more ill? Shave your hair off, Luke. Yeah. Well, a few people have said, "All oh, right, you've not lost your hair then." <laughs> oh. You seem, they, they really do seem disappointed, some people, that I, I don't look more ill and that I haven't gone, gone balder. What are you going to do? Yeah, there's something weird about that, isn't it? I think it's because no, they can't engage with it or something weird. But the yeah, two, if it, I looked awful, they'd be able to go, oh, you look yeah. awful, brilliant. Uh, I mean, not brilliant, sorry, but sorry <laughs> to hear that you look so awful. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I'm, go, I'm doing all right and people don't quite know how to celebrate that because they also know I'm going through a, you know... Yeah, chemotherapy. So then they're like, oh, you look fine, oh, you're not fine, oh, yeah. oh. A bit awkward. You, you really don't look like you have bowel cancer. Well, I haven't got it. They've cut it out, haven't they? Well, you, you really look like you've never had bowel cancer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, um, but... This, so this week I went in and I had chemotherapy... Uh, as I do every two weeks, and you, you don't always have the same nurse, hmm. but twice I've had this guy called Mark, hmm. he's brilliant, I don't know if I can name him. Well, you've named him now. That's his name. But don't, there's, there's going to be lots of nurses called Mark, so it's not going to be defamation, you're fine. Well, anyway, this guy uh, called Mark, he is funny, and he only eats cheese sandwiches. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm like, I like this guy already. Yeah. I like people who are weird. Yeah. <laughs> you do, yeah. Yeah. And this guy only eats cheese sandwiches. And he goes, I can eat anything I like. But um, <laughs> I just don't. I, just, I can eat and I could eat anything. But I just, I know what I like. Yeah. And and it's cheese sandwich. So I see that. Every day, every day cheese sandwich. He went to Whitby uh, for um, 
fish and chips with his girlfriend, and he had a cheese sandwich from the chips. No, shop. he did, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the, the nurse. I mean, I'm enjoying his company, and um, me and uh, Hannah were trying to because he's really nice, and we'd like to give him a present. So we're thinking, oh, what sort of thing would you really like? You know, <laughs> and um, and Hans going, you know, would you like a box of chocolates? Oh, chocolates, take them all, leave them. Not bothered. He said, <laughs> I, I, will, I will eat them if they're there, sort of thing, if I have to. If you, if you have to. Anyway, so, so she's going, all right, look, look, here's the situation. You've got a night in. Uh, you can have a nice time with your girlfriend, watch a bit of telly, just chill out. What, what would you like to eat? You know, if you, what, sort of, what would be a luxury? And he's, he's answer, he thinks and he goes, uh, a, a plain bag of crisps. That's all he could come up with, a plain bag of crisps. That would be pushing the boat out for him. Someone is controlling his mind. <laughs> yeah. A corporation, dearly, dearly, is, is controlling his mind, saying, you will eat nothing but cheese sandwiches. Yeah. And, but they just had a partnership with walkers. Yeah, they have. So they've branched out a bit. Yeah. Plain. Pl- just plain, though. Plain. That is well weird. Yeah, and it, he said, with Seabrooks, you can get unsalted. So it's just, it's just potatoes. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, my word. That's better for him, then. <laughs> anyway, he's he's amazing. He is very funny. Can I have a packet of ready and salted crisps, please? Yeah. And it, Anyway, then he goes, don't get me started on caravans. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was like, oh, it's good you warned me, because, you know, <laughs> yeah. I could have. this conversation could have gone anywhere from cheese sandwiches, and caravans would have been the natural progression, so I'm glad <laughs> you told me not to get started on that. Let me just get that off the agenda. Caravans, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, obviously that was a bit of an invitation to ask him about caravans. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I asked him about caravans, and um, he uh, he said, oh, just, I love them. <laughs> yes! I love them. Yeah. I love everything about them. Of course he, he does. He says, all the other nurses take the mic out of me uh, f- for loving caravans. I-, I can't get away from it. I just love them. I can't, can't fault them. Caravans. <laughs> just, you just tow it away and have a holiday. Brilliant. This guy has found the meaning and purpose in his life in cheese sandwiches, unsalted crisps, and caravans. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a happy man. He's not cynical. I'm jealous of him. Yeah. In your, in your warped world of constantly <laughs> trying to search for happiness yeah. and, and trying to find it in the bottle of, bottom of an expensive bottle of wine, yeah. this guy just wants a packet of plain crisps and a caravan in somewhere like Cleethorpe. <laughs> <laughs> He's happy. Anyway, that is brilliant. so that's my little health update. Cheers, Mark. Enjoyed that little trip to the hospital. Hope, hope Mark's doing well. I was go- I'll tell you what, though. So in the news this week, mm. stomach came out about class, didn't it? They were oh, talking yeah. about there used to be upper class, middle class, and working class, and probably tramps. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know whether there was a fourth one. <laughs> anyway, but they've now said, "Oh no, no, no!" There's seven. Like they discovered, yeah. it. like 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 they found it. They were they were they were rooting around for some minerals in some kind of quarry and, dis- and discovered yeah. three extra social classes. That's right. Anyway, they found it. So, uh, but that made me think about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. because, you know, we talk about Merthyr and where you're from and stuff like that. My question to you is, in Merthyr Tidville, in Wales, where you grew up, mm. is anybody upper class? Are there, are there any upper class people there? I never saw them. They're hiding? Yeah. Now, I can imagine that is, you know, quite possibly, but... Upper class. I'm not talking about... I don't even know if I know what it is, though. I, I don't, I don't, I've never... Landed gentry. We're talking about people who are just born into money, born into property, 
I hate them already. I, can, <laughs> I genuinely struggle. I am starting to feel the, the, the pain rising. Is it, is it your heart's bursting? How weird is that? that it, as soon as you said those things, I started to feel ang- a little bit angry. Mm. Well, you are an angry man. So, um, what, I'm just eating um, a whole massive pick and mix. You know that kind of... It's like sort of a, a tall or a grande Starbucks mug, and it's full of just cola balls, yeah. fizzy cola balls. Since I've been on chemo, I can't stop eating them. <laughs> uh, they are nice. Anyway, so I'm going to tank away on them. Yeah, I want you to talk a little well, bit about social class. Well, basically, I was looking at it on the... Uh, What's it like to be working class? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's fantastic. There's, people just go... This, someone made a, a Is comment. It, wait, wait a second, sorry. Go on. Is everybody in Merthyr working class? I think so. Yeah, I think so, because I don't... Working class people don't define the class structure the same as middle class people define it, or the same as upper class. So middle class will go, this is what makes you middle class. But a working class person say, well, no, that's definitely not what makes you middle class. And vice versa. And I'm looking at this survey, and BBC Radio one were talking about it the other day, and, and um, I was like, they were, the questions that were asked, you know, do, do you go to the theatre? Well, that makes you middle class. That's <laughs> absolute, God, that's nothing. That's, that's rubbish. It's absolute garbage. And being working class, from, being from Merthyr, it's fantastic because you, you haven't got a choice in it. You don't choose what class you're born into as the first thing. But I didn't know the middle class existed until I moved to England. Right. I, I you just thought you were I just a normal everyone, pleb. I genuinely thought everyone was a proletarian <laughs> like me. And, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, and I met the middle class. And from my, you know, my sort of summing up of the middle class is, is, is you know, they've had a comfortable, a comfortable 2.4 children yeah. sort of upbringing. And... Um, Every, you know, financially, they never really had to struggle. They didn't really have to get a job when they were growing up, but they did anyway. That sort of thing. Okay. And uh, so, earn a bit of extra money. Yeah, that's right. To make it so you can go to Ibiza in the summer with the boys. Ah, right. Yeah, that sort of thing. But we, there wasn't like that. For did you go to Ibiza? No, no. Where I, did you go? I went to Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Tenerife, and I had to save up for two years. Did you? How oh, much yeah. did the holiday cost you? Oh, about five hundred quid. What all in? Yeah. That's quite a good deal. It was really good, but it was back in like flights and hotels and drinks and everything. It was no, back. You must have. No, I paid for we paid for drinks. Yeah, Separate on top of drinks. that. Yeah, but it was back in two thousand and one. So like. a grand, including drinks. I didn't spend five hundred pound <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> I'm working class. I'm, okay. not, I'm not upper class. I'm just. You're just one of the oxen. I am. Yeah. I'm <laughs> that plough the furrow of these aisles. I'm cannon fodder f- yeah. for politicians. Um, but yeah, you know, I, do you I, think it's rubbish though? The class system. I think it's absolute garbage. People are just people. Absolutely right, but I think it's about your roots. I think being working class, you can't get out. I don't think you can get out of your class. I'd argue that. People go, oh, no, of course you can. But I don't think you should want to. Why should you want to get out of your class? I'm a working class man, which means you know I work hard, I didn't have anything given to me, you know, I had to go through the, the hard motions, to do all the hard graft, and so did everyone I know, all my mates. I don't want to get out of that. I don't want to... I don't understand how you can get out of that. Why would you want to go? It's not a disease. <laughs> do you mean? You say, oh, I can't wait to get rid of this leprosy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm. So... No, I think I'm. I think but can you be a working class man and a millionaire? Absolutely right. Yeah, you can be. I yeah. think you can be. Yeah. Is that what you want to be? No, I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't think I want to be a millionaire. Well, if, why not? I, I don't think I'd be able to. If you if you if you're tiptoeing towards being a millionaire, would you just sort of like push some of it out? I just give it. Yeah, just keep, give it. I give it away. I bet you wouldn't. Oh, you... Fact, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you'd be like, oh, well, this is actually all right. Because I can do this and this and this and that. As long as, my, as long as my car works and my drains smell all right to my house, I'm happy. And as long as that nurse says to you, as long as you've got your health. <laughs> yeah, as long as you've got your health. <laughs> You'll be all right. But anyway, so class. And t- talking about people who are down in the dumps, um, what about Blackburn Rovers? You're a big fan. 
How are they doing? Well, they they lack class in every single way, shape, and form. They do at the moment, don't they? They let me for those of you who don't know or care about football. Um, Blackburn Rovers is a team that I've loved since I was six years old, and they were taken over a couple of years back by some Indian chicken farmers, and. Um, uh, basically, these chicken farmers have absolutely no interest in the game of football. They even said that, right? Yeah, they said it, yeah. And in as much words, they, they, they also said, this is amazing. When they took over the club, Blackburn were in the relegation zone. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means if you finish in the bottom three of the Premier League, you drop a league into the Championship. Blackburn Rovers, big problems. Blackburn had been in the Premier League for years and years and years and years. They'd even won the league. And, um, and they spent many times lounging around the middle, middle area. Yeah, and sometimes getting into Europe. They're a good family club. They're, you know, It's like Stoke City. A family City. club? Yeah, why, yeah. And uh, basically, this, uh, these owners come in, didn't like the manager, Sam Allardyce, who was a tried and tested great manager, yeah. uh, sacked him, didn't like him. So they, Why do you think they didn't like him? Because he, he wouldn't do what they told him to. Mm. I fi- often find bosses struggle when their employees don't do what they told them to. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so they sacked him and employed someone who had no management experience, a caretaker in charge. And the caretaker nice said... Nice guy. Nice guy, yeah, really nice guy, Steve King, yeah, really nice and um, said to him... Family man. Family, yeah, love it. So respectful. And he said, to, <laughs> he said to the owners, guys, don't worry, I don't think we're going to get relegated. And mm. they turned and said, what's relegation? Uh, oh, right. And he said, just when we go down to the championship. And they said, what's the championship? Right. So these chicken farmers, yeah. they know about farming chickens. Oh, I big time. They, mu- they must know because they've made a lot of money through farming Millions. chickens. If I farm chickens... I'd end up with just a couple of broken eggs. Yeah, yeah. But these these boys know what they're on about. Yeah, they won't count them before they're hatched. They're no. very, very wise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But when it comes to the game of football... Yeah. So anyway, we are now in the championship, at, towards the bottom. You're going to get relegated again, are you? It looks like, yeah. Do you actually think you will? I think we will get relegated again. And then you go down to Division 1. Yeah. Which, in old money, is third division. We, yeah. Which is a disgrace. Yeah, it is a disgrace. I, I support Forest, and we've been there. Mm. And it's a disgrace. And it, it makes you feel, on Saturdays, you just think, ugh. Yeah. We, now, we'll be playing away to the likes of Crew. Yeah. Crew. That's right. Wrexham. Oh, dumb. Didn't they get up to the first? They might go up again. I don't know. We're just, I, we're just struggling. We're really, really struggling. So it's depressing. Yeah. It's very depressing. So you're sad about that. Mm. But, I, but also, we've talked about... I know you don't like the definition of me saying, Alex, you're an angry man, yeah. but let's be fair, you, you are one. So, if you were, if you were on the pitch, right, <laughs> playing for Blackburn, yeah. you'd get stuck in, wouldn't you? Because I oh, think, yeah. I love cola bottles. Mm. Look at the side there. Mm. Anyway, if you were on the pitch, you, you rate players who go in hard to I the do, tackle. Yeah. yeah, I do. So, is the problem with Blackburn Rovers... They don't have enough Robbie Savages, they don't have enough Bellamy's, they don't have enough people who are going to go in hard yeah. into attack. It's very important. If you see all the big teams, successful teams, that's club, what, aside club from Morton Guns Pediston, <laughs> aside from him. Yeah. If you see all the clubs then and national teams, they always have a creative player in midfield, but either sitting beside, in front or behind the creative player is uh, someone who just runs his balls off. A, cr- a crunch foot. Absolutely right, and you can have a look. You can look at Makaleli. You can look at you know Barcelona have got him in their midfield. Gattuso did it, you know Italian player, and Roy Keane did it. And say, all... Just say Gattuso again. Gattuso. Oh, I, and I like um, your eyes. Steve Gerrard, that sort of player, will yeah. just dom- he'll get stuck in everywhere. Mm. Uh, Blackman Rovers have Danny Murphy and Dixon Atuhu. <laughs> <laughs> Danny not... Murphy used to be a good player. He, he's, a, he's a great passer of the ball. Mm. 
mate, a friend of Steven Gerrard grew up with him. That's right. And Dixon Atuhu should be that sort of player, that sort of hard tackling, but he's not because he, you know, he's just not fit enough. I don't think. Anyway, so yeah, I do rate that sort of player. Yeah. Okay, but you are also that kind of player. Yeah. When so you play for, and I remember you telling me once a story of. Um, I want to hear it again because I, I could never hear it enough. Uh, when you played a football match and there was a guy who was basically trying to tackle you like you've just described and it got on your wick. Let's hear that story. Yeah, that's not quite accurate because right. that makes him sound like he had any decency about him. Um, it was he, a Christian... He, he didn't have any, any decency. No. no. He lost it. Okay. It was in a, a Christian conference festival week. Sounds flowery to say the least. Spring harvest. Yeah. And um, they have a five-a-side football tournament in a, in a cage. Big, massive cage. Not a small yeah. animal cage. That would be no, awful. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That would be horrendous, yeah. And, be a um, mauling session. And me and my mate here, we played a bit, and we said, oh, we'll, we'll have a kick around. Now, we were playing against people who, who, you know, like the chicken farmers, knew very little about football. Okay. So we were smashing people left, right and centre. What sort of scores were you about winning? 11, 12 nil. Yeah. We were battering people. And then it got to the semi-final. Is that three teams playing that game? 11, 12 nil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three. Three teams yeah. all going, three goals, yeah, the multi-ball. La- the latter's Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. And um, we were playing in the semi-final, and this team turned up. And they had a couple of decent players. And they had one player who had his knee strapped up. He had his arms strapped up. He just looked like... You're middle-aged. Yeah, he's about 40, yeah. yeah. And um, he, the first minute, now they'd been watching our previous game, and I heard them making comments about me and my mate, about if you just mark them out of the game, mark yeah. them out of the game. Trying to shut you down. Absolutely. So I knew they knew the game. You and know. It, obviously, when you heard that, it had no effect on your anger levels. None at all, no. <laughs> and um, a basic kickoff, first minute, this guy... Now, I don't know if you've seen a cage, a football cage, but it's, you know, it's, it's metal. Mm. And there's metal all around you on the outside. Yeah. Cages made of straw, but just rubbish. Yeah, they don't work. No. Yeah. Metal works better. Yeah. And this guy, off the ball, ball mm. long gone. No, it's only the people in the crowd, pack crowd, like, because it's a semi-final. We're talking like... 12,000... Yeah, at least. At least 12,000, yeah. 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 Round um, the cage. Absolutely. He smacked my head into this metal fence with his forearm. My head bounces off it and crumples like a pack of cards. My eye goes up and there's blood on my face. Yeah. I'm like, this is a Christian five-a-side knock-around. And in spite of your infinite patience, you were annoyed. I was, yeah, I was a tad annoyed. Yeah. So I did what in the football... um, World, then it becomes there's two phrases man mark or shadow, you know. But I was closer than a shadow to him, yeah. You were closer than that, yeah. I was, I was like his conscience, well, yeah. So, um, you were on him, I was on him, and I was waiting for the ball to come because when the ball comes, then you can test man to man, yeah. He was 40, I was 19 years old, and I thought, right, let's have a go. Mm. Two seconds later, 50 50 ball between me and him, yeah. I thought, right, then, big boy, let's have a crack. Then, so I went in as hard as I can. He went in as hard as he could. I won the ball. Referee said, third tackle, play on. And I played on with the ball. I look over my shoulder momentarily, and he's on his backside. Yeah. And I thought, yes, I've won that. Happy yeah, days. Yeah, you're pleased. Pleased. What I didn't know is I broke his leg in two places. <laughs> You've broken his leg. <laughs> I can never hear this story enough. So, he broke his leg in two places. Yeah, I think... With one foot. Yeah, his knee. His, he was something under his kneecap snapped, and then I think his tib snapped as well, his tibula. Yeah. So... I, um, right. So the game was called off straight away. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on ref. So I looked down, and because I was a little bit annoyed with the way he'd done me, I yeah. didn't know I'd broken his leg. It wasn't the sort of break you can see the bone. It was okay. nothing like that. Nothing popping out. No. You would have been sick. Yeah, I probably would have been. So I looked at him and I said, 
Not so big now, are you? Yeah. So you've rubbed it, you've rubbed his nose in it there, haven't you? Yeah. Let's be, let's be fair. If you'd have known, you might not have said that. Yeah, that's right. If I'd known, and then this seventy-five-year-old man comes running onto the pitch, trying to get at me. It's this guy's dad. <laughs> not Northern Irish guy. I've forgotten this bit. Yeah, Northern Irish guy. What do you think you're doing? And I just went. Uh, I don't even know who you are. And he went, you've broken his leg, you've broken his leg. I went, I haven't broken his leg. Look, he's just, he's put it on. I was saying that. Mm. More as a prayer than anything. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't putting it on. The ambulance came, took yeah. him off. Yeah, Oxygen. That... He almost died. He, uh, yeah, I broke, broke his leg. So, um, do I feel guilty? Not really. Well, that was a good, that's a good summary. <laughs> um, so, that's the uh, summary of your class, Blackburn... Football heritage. Um, Do I feel guilty about breaking a man's leg in two places? Not really. Not really. On balance. Um, Well, (laughs) Richard uh, Penniston, our good friend. Legend. He he tweets in to at Boris and Big Joy. Anyone can do that. His wife's changed it on a little bit, hasn't she? She, Yeah, she's a fan now. She's a big fan of me now, isn't she? She she had a go at me, didn't she? She had a go at you. But, well, maybe we misunderstood. But she is to you what you are to bees. You know, you say, I've come over to bees now. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I don't mind a bee now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see they, the point. They've got their purpose. Well, actually, on the news today, everyone's saying, oh, we should stop pesticides because it's killing bees. And if we kill bees, then the whole country will come to a standstill. That's right. A standstill. Yeah, standstill, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like standing in stew. <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah. Well, bring the bees back. Anyway, so she's come over to Alex Wilmot like you've come over to bees. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. She's a fan now. Yeah. Anyway... He's got a, he's got a mate who's Welsh and he's called Umfra, which he which he spelt U M F R A right Umfra yeah, Umfra yeah kind of like Umbro mm. if you like mm. the football make but Umfra anyway it's actually spelt W M F F R A Umfra it's because the W is the U in Wales ooh. so so cum C W M cum cum valley cum right but. That name, Umfra, W M F F R A, is almost allergic to vowels, isn't it? Yeah, Umfra. Yeah, but, yeah, Umfra. Yeah, but if you heard it, you'd think, oh, it's a, oh, it likes vowels. Um, Umfra. Umfra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. likes vowels. That name, but no, 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 no. It's a, it's, it has a secret aversion. If to you vowels. if you pronounce that as it as if it was just an English word, an English yeah. spelling, it'd be Umfra. Umfra. Yeah, yeah. I don't know even if it would be that. It'd just be like. <laughs> It'd just be a noise. It would be a noise. But, but um, anyway, so Umfra, that's a proper Welsh name, isn't it? Very Welsh. Which I, is... I love that name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, we had... Uh, we Who had... puts the oomph into Umfra? Oh, superb. It's, there's got to be so many things like that. Give me a bit of Umfra. Yeah. Yeah. It's like triumph, isn't it? Yes. Starts with a try, ends <laughs> with an oomph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so Umfra. <sighs> yeah, that's good. Well, Triumphra. Oh, that's what you should call oh, it, isn't it? Triumphra. Yeah. If that he succeeds at anything, which he, perhaps he has succeeded in lots of things in life, perhaps he succeeded in nothing. Yeah. The only thing maybe he's succeeded in is getting on this podcast. But Umfra starts in try and ends in Umfra. Triumphra. Absolutely unbelievable. That's he, good, he, isn't it? He, he could become a fictional clan like um, the Umfra Lumpers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing him here, aren't we? Yeah. We've no idea who he is. No, he's probably bigger than us. He probably is. With a name like Umfra. I don't yeah. want to mess with him. No, he's going to finish you off. He's the sort of person you'd whisper in a bar going, Umfra's outside for you. <laughs> That's right, he's like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> People go right, I'm going out the toilet window. Time to be Umfra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so uh, anyway, we better wind this up uh, before too long. Mm. And, um, but we, we've got to finish with a bit of TV shotgun. Don't TV mispronounce shotgun. That. Shoot him in the face metaphorically. There we go. So TV shotgun. I'll kick us off. Right. Go on. TV shotgun for me. This is, by the way, for you, if you're listening for the first time, each time, uh, each episode, Alex and I finish someone off with a metaphorical shotgun in the face. Someone who's on TV that we just can't stand. Right mm. now, I'm a dad. And I have to watch kids' TV. Hmm. Some of it's to- tolerable. Be- best stuff are kids' films. Yeah, yeah. You can watch that, like Nemo, Finding Nemo, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. Up, films like that. Hmm. The kids will watch it, and it's always, there's something there for the adults. Absolutely, yeah. It keeps you going. The worst stuff is the stuff that's just designed purely for kids. There's a guy, right? Now, I'll offend some people here, right? That's all right. But it's all right. That's the thing about offending people. Is you, the, the, the end result is... They're just offended. I mean, that's right. They've not actually broken the leg in two places. That's right, yeah. And even if you had, it'd be all right. It'd be all right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to offend some people because some people like this guy. but And I'll explain why I don't like this guy. He's probably a fairly nice chap, right? Mm. But this guy is called Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. It's called, yeah, sounds better in your accent. Mr. Tumble. <laughs> Mr. Tumbleweed. <laughs> he is awful. And he does various different programs. Mr. Tumble, he does sign language stuff. But... What I hate about him, this guy, is he um, puts on a kid's TV presenter accent. Oh. Instead of just saying something. So they might go to a pet shop, for example, and instead of saying, let's have a look at the guinea pigs, hmm. he'll go, let's have a look at the guinea pigs. Oh, no. I cannot stand that. It makes me want to vomit. Oh, I mate. need to have a little cup next to me just to make get through the programme so I, I can just... Like a little sputum pot or something. Where I'll I can... give you the ammunition for this, mate. I'll oh. buy this guy's... No, no. I can't stand it. So instead, let's let's go and play in the fountain. That'd be fine. The kids love playing in fountains yeah, and right. splashing about in water outside. Fine. Let's go play in the fountain. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that's my dedicated TV shotgun of the week Super. goes to Mr. Tumble. So I'll just get it out here. Go on, get it up. He is tumbling. He's tumbled over. My TV shotgun this week. Roy Keane. Really? Roy Keane? Yeah. Ah, the Forest fan, I'm not overjoyed about that. I think, um, now you say I'm an angry man. I don't think that's what you mean. I think you mean when I'm angry, I show it a lot quicker and a lot more transparent than most people. Yeah, I'm, and, and that is the majority of the time. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the majority of the time. It's sort of 40%. Yeah, okay. And um, Roy Keane is angry all the time. Mm. I think because he wakes up in the morning, he looks in the mirror, and he thinks, I'm still Roy Keane. <laughs> now, when he's commentating... There's always hope, isn't there? Yeah, there's always hope, yeah. He's commentating on games, the, 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 the camera will scan across, and he's Lee Dixon there, Gareth Southgate, and then Roy Keane. you Lee Dixon with a face of curiosity. He mm. still loves the game. Yeah. He's interested in people. Yeah. And he likes to speak well of people, Lee Dixon. He, yeah. he, he bigs players up. He's a nice guy. Gareth Southgate... A little bit more timid. Looks like he's going to break into tears at any, does, any moment. Um, but the reason why he looks like he's going to break into tears is because he's sitting next to Roy Keane. And he, put, and he missed that penalty, which he probably he still never that, got over. That's right, yeah. And Roy Keane is sitting there with the anger of Sauron. Yeah. He is furious with life. Yeah. And He uh, is as bitter as the eye. He really is. He really is. And if, if Lee Dixon or Gareth Southgate disagree... With Roy Keane, which only ever happens once every 300 years. <laughs> yeah. Roy Keane will give them the stare that says, 
I will hurt you again. Yeah. And he's that man. I want to shoot him in the face with a double barrel shotgun metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. You can't, metaphorically. You can't comp- complain, guys. You can't do well, You can. I really couldn't care. So I'm going to shoot him in the face with a shotgun um, because he's Roy Keane. <laughs> so you're just going to metaphorically shoot him in the face because he is realistically Roy Keane. That's right, yeah. And he is more angry than you. But if you got rid of him, you might be the most angry person in the world and someone else would point him. Yeah, but I've never him. broken someone's leg like him. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Oh, no. Hold on there, cowboy. <laughs> I'll stop you there. <laughs> so let me just shoot him in the face. Hey, Roy. How do you, mate? All right? I know, don't bother shouting at me. Just one second. Gone. Roy Keane, thanks very much for your ITV presence. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Um... <laughs> Just a little, a little tag on, if you like, to the TV shotgun. Oh, um, go on. I thought, you know, um, Facebook. Mm. Come across it. It's, it's yeah. all the rage nowadays. <laughs> it's quite popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, mm. I think we have a little just for this week only. Uh, Hannah's idea. My, my very good wife. Yeah, she's yeah. very good. She is. She's good. a very good wife. Wonderful. Woman. Well, she's one of the best wives I've ever had. Anyway, she, she uh, came up with the idea of a Facebook shotgun. Right now, it's a good one. Go on. So, people put stuff on Facebook that wind you up, right? All some the pe- time. Some people put funny stuff on. Paul Gill, for example, aka yeah. Bex. Yeah. Used to play football with him. Very funny. Yeah. Basically, I've never not liked something he's put on Facebook. Yeah. He's always very funny. Um, but some people just put garbage. Yeah. Just why on earth have you wasted my life by yeah. putting that on there for? Yeah. Now that for me, metaphorically. I'm going to get rid of a whole load of mums. It'll be a, it's, it's a mum cull this week. <laughs> this our, this our podcast bo- is going to get cancelled. It is, isn't it? But this is it's a mum cull. Right? It's like <laughs> it's like a BSE crisis. The day after Mother's Day, we should have a national holiday. Mum cull, mum cull day. And Mr. Exactly. Tumble should talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to get rid of all the mums and say innocuous comments on Facebook. Yay! Oh my goodness, some some mums are great. Yeah. Some mums, however, just put stuff on Facebook. Like what? Like what? Oh, well, they put stuff like um, kid. Kid just uh, dribbled, and I mopped <laughs> it. Up, and they mopped it up, and uh, <laughs> then I had a cup of tea. And now I'm watching Lorraine Kelly. Mm. Except I got rid of her on TV Shotgun. So you know, they only used to say that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, metaphorically. Yeah. So. Just innocuous stuff. Yeah. Just normal stuff that's just happened. It, the, equi- the equivalent is just saying, I've just written a post-it note on my desk. Yeah. Oh, this... Just, what? Yeah, that's right. That's just something that happened. Yeah. It's not remarkable. You don't Ti- need to remark on it. Tired today. You should just remark... Exactly, yeah. Going to the park. Excited? <laughs> uh, no. Just go to the park. If you yeah. want to be excited, be excited. It's not remarkable. Don't remark on it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, Facebook shotgun. Is mums who do that. Mum call, mum call. I've got um, a Facebook shotgun as well. Go on. Do you seen these? Like people put a, an image, a poster up with wisdom on it. Oh, wisdom. You know, cheap wisdom. Yeah. So something that they found in some crappy Buddhist Zen book from right. 1974 that no one ever read, and it just was like this. Something like, "The pearl of wisdom is in the eye of every man." Never forget the light that shines inside you. Oh. I would rather beat myself over the head with the memories of a dead man <laughs> than read things like that every day. And it goes up every day. It goes and, up they, and they have a picture of a sunset. Oh, yeah, a picture of a sunset. Or two kids holding hands. Oh. But what they don't know is one of the kids has soiled himself. <laughs> and the other kid is going to be in detention for three weeks for smacking him over the head with his own soil. <laughs> 
honestly, I can't stand it. Wisdom. They, they, they don't know what wisdom is. They haven't, they've never read anything wise. Try, try and think of another innocuous wisdom for us, if you can come up with something. The foundations of life are stronger than wood. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Stop! You know, they should be banned from Facebook. Come up with another one. <laughs> um, beauty is transparent, especially in the West. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I don't care about it. I, I knew you'd be able to come up with something on the spot. Just come up with another one. Unbelievable. Fill your life with happiness, like a full sleeping bag of joy. And go in to open you up like a tin of beans. Stop publishing on my Facebook. You're not wise. You are nothing to me. Ah, oh, it's so unbelievable. Funny. Unbelievable. I can't stand them. I think you can make a lot of money by printing them. I probably could. That's my head in. I just, so that's why I'm, so I'm just going to uh, yeah, shoot it all. But so many people do it as well. And what's the best they're all before? Someone's going to go, like, this changed my life this morning. I couldn't believe it. That the foundations of life are stronger than wood. Thanks very much. Share. Share. Oh, yeah, share. Follow, like, tweet. Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Come off the computer. Do something worthy. Go feed someone, you moron. <laughs> right. Well done. <laughs> so we've got rid of mums who say innocuous things and we've got rid of false wisdom. Yeah. Faux wisdom. Yeah, that's right. Mum Cullen, faux whiz. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. New national holidays. Uh, how are we going to wrap this podcast up? What about me doing an impression of a Nazgul? I'd really like, I'd really like you to do an impression of a Nazgul and that's how we'll end this podcast. <laughs>